Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 102 of Life Song Radio. Hey, I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey, and welcome back in to another week that we are so excited about. We're excited to get into uh, uh, continuing our study in the book of Galatians and get back to it after uh, after a week off. Uh, we uh, kind of surprised you last week, I guess. Uh, we weren't here. Uh, we intended to be. Uh, and then um, just some things came up. Phil and I just never could uh, coordinate and get together. That happens sometimes, uh, where our schedules kind of both uh, don't don't mesh up for the week, and it just happened to be one of those weeks last week. Yeah, I did tune in uh, and heard and, the same thing you heard the week before. Yeah, it was <laughs> hey, it was good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's yeah, fun. we just uh, you know, and I had intended really and truly uh, when we couldn't um, get together last week. Um, I had intended to put together a new episode and just uh, replay a sermon that I had preached recently at at uh, Crossway, and and I woke up Sunday morning and I just felt sick as a dog, and uh, actually didn't uh, went to church last week early, and then uh, wound up having to leave and couldn't stay. I don't know what was wrong with me. Still don't know what was wrong with me, but. Uh, I just wound up running repeat mm-hmm. again, so and that's okay. You just y'all just made sure you re re reiterated what you heard mm-hmm. the week before. Well, our good friend Westing Downing was just in here. Yeah, was in the studios of Life Song Radio. He was uh, he was on my computer pulling up a lot of YouTube videos. He's a YouTube fanatic. He is a YouTube sensation. But you know what, Jimmy? He was going through my YouTube account. I've got like fifty or sixty videos. He had all the all the videos memorized. Yeah. And, well, and then, w- and then knew my passwords to all that's my accounts. That's what got stranger. He knew your passwords. He just started saying them out loud, and Phil got turned white as a sheet. And he said, "Hold on, I got to go over to my computer before we start." He changed all his passwords. That was kind of freaky, though. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah. That's anyway, pretty weird. Weston Downing, Downing Productions. Yeah, check him out on YouTube. Yes. He has a drone. If you ever need something filmed with a drone, pay him big money and he'll come. He's the drone king. That's right. He puts drones before Jesus. <laughs> he's got a t-shirt that says that too. Drones before Jesus. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, he's a good fellow. Well, anyway, uh, we're getting back into our study in Galatians this week. We finished up a couple of weeks ago with uh, in verse 14 of Galatians 2, and it was just an encounter uh, with Paul and uh, and Peter, uh, what we finished. And it was a, uh, I, do you call it a, I don't know what you would call it. It would uh, more like an ironing, iron sharpening iron type of thing. Uh, and it was, I mean, Peter, or Paul called Peter to the carpet. Yeah. And uh, and so, anyway, we continue on this week. Really excited to start back uh, where we're at. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking a few last week, and we're going to keep going on with this topic of justification. But uh, being in the video ministry, I was in video way before I was in photography. And uh, so all throughout my life as a Christian, I've always been involved in Vid, like Weston, been been involved in video and editing, and uh, in a in a church situation has have always been involved in the TV ministry, and uh, where I attend church now, my responsibility is to film the services, and get get those services TV ready. So there's some editing required, and uh, our service lasts about an hour, and one of our TV spots is 30 minutes. So. We can get the whole service into a 30-minute segment. 
So what I do is take out everything that does not belong, you know, things where our congregation was addressed, things that were in-house that really nobody out in TV land needs to, it didn't pertain to them. So I edit all of those things out. So the only thing that's on the tape is what needs to be seen. One day, Jimmy, we will all stand before God and the tape will be rolled. And everything that doesn't belong, and that is our sin, will be edited out. Because 2,000 years ago, he paid that debt for Phil Ramsey. So when I stay, stand before God, he rolls the tape. On the tape will only be things that I've done for his name's sake. Be rewarded for those things, and then I'll hand those off, lay them at the feet of Jesus. I'm so thankful that those parts of the tape of my life have been edited out. Mm -hmm. My life has been justified. I have been made innocent and righteous before God. Yeah. And one question before we go to the break that we all need to ask ourselves, and we're going to address that question today, Job 25.4, how can... A man be right before God. Hmm. But here's the deal. You can't stand before him and not be right. So how can a man be right before God? We're going to look at that. Yeah. So come back right after the break. We're going to jump back into Galatians chapter 2. And we're going to see if we can get an answer to that question. We'll see you back in just a few minutes. Life Song Radio. Standing on this mountaintop Looking just how far we've come Knowing that for every step you were with us Kneeling on this battleground Seeing just how much you've done Knowing every victory was your power in us Scars and struggles on the way But with joy our hearts can say our hearts can say Never once 
Radio, Jimmy and Phil, we welcome you back in, and we're real excited to get back into our study in Galatians. We're in chapter 2. We're going to hit verse 14. We're going to start there and go, through, hopefully, maybe finish the chapter, chapter 2 today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, real quick, before we get into that, a little recap. You want to give a little recap of where we're at? Yeah, just briefly, if you've been listening, uh, Peter is, uh, he is the apostle with the foot-shaped mouth. Huh. He is. Aren't you grateful for Peter? Yes. Does not does that not give you hope? It does. <laughs> Peter has just really, really given Phil Ramsey hope because you, you see some areas in his life. I mean, he he denied Christ on three different occasions, even after uh, Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. He still had issues with mm-hmm. following Christ yeah. and 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 said, I'm going fishing. And That's since right. he was a leader, guess what? A lot of the disciples followed him. They went fishing too. Mm-hmm. So it gives you hope that when, you, when you're living this Christian life, uh, sometimes we're just not going to get it. And sometimes our faith will waver a little bit. And uh, anyway, I was just kind of, I'm, I'm uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Grateful. Grateful, hopeful, thankful that God's not looking for perfection, but direction. Yeah. And uh, so, but anyway, uh, what happened in 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 the few recent weeks that we've been studying? Uh, Peter has uh, he's in he's in Antioch. He's eating with the Gentiles, which before was uh, not good. Well, under the old covenant, God had. Uh, 
he established certain dietary laws and there was of course there was other restrictions also for the purpose of keeping his chosen people from intermingling and intermarrying with the pagan Gentiles and being corrupted uh, by their idolatry and immorality. So they were given to keep them from mingling. Okay. Now there's other laws too that applies only to Jews in Israel too. We're not going to get into that. But there's reasons why these dietary laws were given to the Jews. Jesus gave Peter a vision. And uh, I don't have the exact scripture when he was with Cornelius. But what God made clean, we're not to call unclean. So these dietary laws were abolished. And so, and, and Peter was fine with that. So here's the deal. Peter went to Antioch, right? He's fellowshipping, intermingling, and eating with Gentiles, which before was prohibited, but now it's not prohibited. And so you have, and, and then you have, he's there at Antioch, and then you have uh, Jews coming from Jerusalem. This is men, of, men from James, and, uh, and they come back to Antioch, and then Peter, over a period of time, starts pulling away from the Gentiles and going and eating with uh, the men from James or the Jewish, uh, what do you call them? Um, I can't think of the word, the kind of Jews, the Hellenistic Jews. Yeah. And he was reverting back to a work system. Yeah. And he was doing this in public. So he was reverting back to uh, what he what once was, but he's not no more. So we have an issue now. And Paul confronted Peter and uh, publicly and uh, called yeah. him out and uh, told him that he's reverting back to a works-based salvation. Mm. And uh, Paul had the authority to do that, which was pretty pretty big time when you think about it. Peter being being one of or the leader of of the apostles and then Paul calls him out that just shows you the authority that he had and he wasn't going to waver from that he was standing on God's word right and that brings us up to uh, I guess we'll just I think we covered this verse last week but let's I'll read it for sake of uh, 14 but when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in the presence of all, if you being a Jew live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel Gentiles to live like the Jews? We are Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while seeking out or but if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed. I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I have died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and delivered himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Mm. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. God, thank you for, for 
just just loving us, giving us this word, Lord. We we don't take for granted the the fact that we hold a living, breathing copy of this word in our hands. Lord, we understand and know that so many people are across this world who follow and claim the same faith that we claim that uh, that follow Jesus have to follow him in secret, have to have to trade off papers and passages of of scripture and keep them hidden and Lord, we we have your copy uh, in whole in our hands and in our homes and and have a uh, an opportunity to freely study and freely talk on the streets about Jesus. Lord, let us never take that for granted. Father, we thank you for giving this uh, this word. We thank you for for allowing us to live in a country and a nation where we can still, as of right now, freely study and glorify your name. If it's, it's in your it's in your Son's holy, precious, and and in beautiful name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, well, when he when he uh, saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, straightforward is the word orthopedusin. Dio, <laughs> isn't it Dio? Orthopedio. Well, basically, not acting in line is what it means. But orthopodison is the word that I'm seeing. It's a, a compound of orthos, which means straight, uh. and poes which is foot that means to walk straight right. or uprightly yeah one one scholar says they were not walking on the straight path towards the truth of the gospel so they were not straightforward right not walking in line or or or, or basically is the is the picture that you're seeing so when you when you look in a straight or think about the think about a, an alcoholic or 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 a, or a drunk driver getting pulled over and having to be tested and getting mm -hmm. out and having to walk that straight line and he can't mm -hmm. he can't walk straight that's the picture that you get here of right. this word and we discussed this last week but but uh, Paul rebuked him, which is Peter, in the presence of all. We talked about the importance of if there is a public sin, that it needs to be dealt with publicly. And to not deal with it publicly uh, can send a message to people that are watching that we just overlook things. Right. So when there's, then when there's something done in the public, uh, you need to... You need to make sure it's dealt with where people know that it was dealt with. There's times you don't, but when it's public, you, you do it publicly. Yeah, I mean, and in, in, in all reality, when you start looking at this whole letter, just Paul's actions uh, towards Cephas and, and just the tone of this letter, I mean, it's hard. It's harsh. He's harsh with the Galatians. Uh, and, and the simple uh, reason is is he is just repeatedly rebuking them and giving them examples of when he had to, re like he had to rebuke a, another apostle. So what he is doing is, is, is condemning those who are being swayed uh, by the false uh teachers and who have come in and mm -hmm. and so uh you know paul's uh paul didn't mince words we, we said that about john but uh paul paul didn't either paul <laughs> was you know he he was able to he knew the time that he spent with jesus was real in the desert and uh and so uh he's he's paul's the real deal man All right if you, being a Jew, Paul said, live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by nature, 
and not sinners from among the Gentiles. That's verse 15. And, and really, starting with verse 15, um, this is a transition, if you notice. It's not marked in, in Scripture, but you can just see the tone of what's changing here. It's a transition from basically like historical a historical narrative to to more of a theological argument now um until this point uh, paul's been defending uh, the original uh, and the authority of his message and his ministry and now uh, he starts to begin to engage in actual doctrine as the in the doctrine that's the center of this whole controversy the we is jewish christians jews by nature are not sinners from among the gentiles Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So, what, what about this, Jimmy? Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Gentiles were sinners, not in a moral not in a moral view, but in a, a legal view. And and that is because the Jews had the law and the Gentiles did not have the law. So they were sinners by nature. They couldn't obey the law because the law wasn't given to them. Right. So they were viewed as sinners. So before we get too far, I asked a question before the break. Job 25.4, how can a man be right before God. That is the that is the question. God is righteous and feel is sinful. Yes. And how do I get to him? Because no sin can be in his presence. So how can I be right before God? I stand can as a condemned sinner before him. But how can I be how can I stand before him? Tell me. You're asking. Yeah, he's raising his hand. So you're asking me the answer to this question. Well, to answer the question, how can a man be right before God? The answer to that question is a man cannot be right before God. In your own power and in anything that you can ever do, Phil Ramsey, Jimmy Hicks, or any other person on this planet can never stand right before God. (laughs) Only Jesus Christ can stand right before God. Only through the power of justification, through faith in Jesus, can a person, can a man be right before God. That's it. That's it. That's the only way. And so that's what Paul is saying, like in verse 16, nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it's only through Jesus is a man justified or can be made right before God. And being justified is an act of God. Absolutely. And uh, you you just, you think about it. Let's let's look at that word justification. It's actually, it's a legal term. Yeah. And the, the opposite of justification is to be condemned all right it's, it means that uh, someone is guilty and to, to justify means to be declared not guilty or innocent or righteous so justification is a is a free act that he puts a sinner right before him forgiving him pardoning him accepting him not on anything that the sinner does but on the basis of the finished work of Jesus Christ. That is the only way that Jimmy or Phil can stand in the presence of God. That's right. That's right. 
they're not saying that, that that no one should believe in Christ. Basically, they're saying that uh, they or that they should rely totally on their own works. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that just like the Jews, the Gentiles must also be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. Mm. So they're not saying requ- you know require only on your own works or don't believe in Jesus. They're saying do those things, but also do this here. So you have to also be circumcised and 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 obey the law. And that's what Paul is saying. No, no, mm-hmm. you don't have to be circumcised. You have fulfilled the law. Jesus fulfilled the law. Nobody can keep the law. It's impossible. It's grace. All so, grace. That's right. In uh, Acts fifteen ten eleven, it says, "Why do, why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck?" of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear but we believe that we are saved through the grace of the lord jesus in the same way as they which is the gentiles also are you know i find it we're talking about peter earlier this is what he preached you know it this is this is what he's saying Hmm. And see how easily he reverts back. Have you ever done it, Jimmy? What? Have you ever reverted back? You have today. I've been watching you, Jimmy. You reverted back to, to being a lost man? Uh, <laughs> Not wait, lost, well, but going back to the ways. Of the world, yeah. Old, old ways. Yeah. But 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 the difference is, for, for you and I and for any other uh, born-again person, you know, as soon as you do it, you know it mm-hmm. and you hate it. You hate it, even though you do it and you even think about maybe try to think twice about it before you do it. And you still go through with the sin. You hate it and you and you you repent and you can't live with yourself. That's the way I am. I know I don't want to speak for you and I don't want to speak for any other person out there. But I know before I sin, if it gets brought to my mind, uh, usually uh, a lot of times I don't go through with it. Uh, but if I don't think about it and I just do it out of pure uh, reaction, mm-hmm. uh, uh, then that through my human nature, um, you know, I know it immediately. And, and I immediately repent and feel sick at my stomach. Man, why did I do that? Since you are a radio personality, you ever yes. listen to some songs back from the day? You know, you'll be going down the road or something and you're going through the channels and all of a sudden, don't. No, no, no. AC, DC, back in black carries you back to a time. Oh yeah, that we don't need to go back. To. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I can I can hear music and go straight back to where I was. And guess what? And 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 think about what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, during those times, and a lot of it wasn't good, dude. And there's a lot of triggers Satan uses. He uses all of our senses. Uh, to 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 bring those memories back, and what he wants us to do, and I heard a preacher talk about this once before. He what he wants us to do is wants us to revert back to those times in our lives where we were lost and lost in our sin, but they were they were times that we considered to be happy times in our life because things were going out what we considered to be our way, uh, even though we were living in sin and doing things that we shouldn't have been doing. Uh, they we we considered and chalked them up to be happy times, and that's how he wants us to remember them. So he lets our sin. Senses trigger our memory. Oh, yeah, he does that a lot with me. Mm-hmm. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, Paul continues, even we have, he threw himself in there, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. 
since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. This writer here says, No amount of law-keeping can make a person righteous, because the root of sinfulness is in the fallenness of a man's heart, not in actions. Man's basic problem is in what he is, not what he does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people and, uh, and, and I'm asking them some spiritual questions, most of their answers when it, when it comes to, to being born again, I would say seven or eight times out of ten, it always goes back to a works-based system on what they do. Right. It's, I do this, I do that, I do this, therefore I'm right before God, which is totally contradictory from what the Scripture teaches. That's right. Jimmy, you were right. The only way a man can be right before God and justified his faith. And this isn't just a, a head knowledge that he, that he died and he rose again. Uh, it isn't just acknowledging who Jesus is and what he done. It is a total commitment to submit to him yeah. as Lord. We kind of, we miss that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you know, well, we, we, we put the, we put the, 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 um, the, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for there, but we put the monkey on our back. Like it's our responsibility and our job to to make ourselves right before God. Well, it's human nature to try to please hmm. and to try to please him. Yeah. He can be, and this is hard to really think about, but he is so, it feels funny even saying this, but I'm so right with God, I can't get any more any more right. So, I mean, what, what he says here in this verse, the, what we're reading here, that, that observing the law, no one will be justified. That made me, I just looked while you were talking a second ago, uh, that brought uh, Psalms 143, verse 2 to my mind. And do not enter into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight no man living is righteous. In thy sight. Mm. And so that's in God's sight. He's writing, in thy sight, Lord, no man living is is righteous so nobody observing the law by observing the law nobody is justified nobody is righteous it's only through jesus can we be made righteous but the law jimmy the law is important it's like uh it's a mirror and it shows our sinfulness but it can only exactly. reveal sin. It can't remove it. So, but, 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 but here's the beauty of the law. I hate to interrupt you because I know you had a good point. Um, go I ahead. forgot what I was going to say. Just forget <laughs> it. Let me, let me say it. Let me say it. Jimmy goes to the, he gets up in the morning. He goes in the bathroom. He looks in the mirror. Yeah. He's looking at the mirror and he's like, oh Man, my goodness. Look at that good looking fella. It's, it's only revealing what Jimmy looks like. Hmm. Now, the mirror can't fix it. <laughs> You're dumb. No. But it, the mirror reveals, but it, it's not, but, but the answer is not there. It just reveals it. So That's right. Yeah, Paul writes uh, in Scripture, he says, and it's not in, in here, but he writes in Scripture, he says, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. So nobody observing the law will be declared righteous, but through the law, we're made conscious of our sin. Mm-hmm. So the law serves a purpose by Absolutely. making us aware of our sin, but the law cannot make us righteous and it right. cannot clear the sin. I was talking to a young guy a while back and 
witnessing to him and he says i'm gonna get right i'm gonna, i got some stuff i gotta straighten out and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna i said i said you're missing it you can't straighten it out mm -hmm. it's impossible but let's say you did stop doing this and started doing that you'll still bust hell wide open that's right you can't perform your way to heaven you can't obey the law and get there. Matter of fact, you can't obey it. You might can obey a lot of it, but nobody can obey it fully except Christ. And because he did, now we're able That's right. to uh, stand before God. Yeah. See, there's a question that, 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 that we answer uh, when we witness to folks uh, that, that, you know, just, and this goes back to, you know, Christianity from its roots, uh, but, but when we start talking about grace and start talking about Christ, we say, look, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Let me tell you something. Really, truly, biblically, that answer is wrong. There are two ways to heaven. There are two ways to heaven. One of them is observing the law 100%. Yeah, you can get there. You can get there if you can observe the law 100%, but guess what? You can't. So that's why Jesus... So you're doomed. You're right. condemned. Absolutely, from the beginning, because you can't. Oh, you can't. That's a very simple but very good word. Yeah. Very good. Did y'all hear that, folks? Did y'all hear that? That was good. You can go to heaven two ways. Keep the law is one of the ways, you, but it's impossible. It's impossible. So, so right off the get-go, every human being on the planet is condemned. That's right. We need to be justified. Mm-hmm. That was good, Jimbo. Well. You, you hang in there. I'll be, I might I'm make it. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read on. What verse are we on? Uh, 17. Go but ahead and read it. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have also been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. So Paul's point here, if you become sinners because of fellowshipping with your Gentile brothers, that implies that Christ himself became a minister of sin. Christ had clearly taught that no food can spiritually contaminate a person because food cannot affect the heart. That says in Mark 7, 9. So they were under the law. Mm. Okay, Christ comes with grace Right, right, and then and then if you you got the law, then grace, and then you revert back to the law, that would make Jesus a minister of sin, right? And that can't be. No, it never was. It can't be, and it never was. Right. So, and so this word may it never be. Uh, it may say something a little different in your translation, but what it says here is may it never be at the end of this, uh, at the end of verse seventeen, and it's actually one word. It's it's the word gnomai, uh in the Greek, and it means may it never be or, or may it never come to pass. Uh, so basically, what he's saying is, uh, uh, you know, Christ would have been a never, uh, must have been a minister of sin. Uh, God forbid that has that that never was, and mm -hmm. it never will be. Right. So that's pretty much what he's saying. Um, so eighteen for if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor. In other words, if anybody. If anyone, including myself, tries to rebuild a system of legalism after it was once destroyed, mm -hmm. 
prove myself to be a transgressor. And so he proves himself not Christ right. to be a transgressor. And he proves himself to be really a hypocrite and a sinner yeah. by abandoning grace for law. Mm-hmm. So That's absolutely right. Uh, because it's it's only through grace, justification by faith. Uh, so uh, that's that's yeah. Verse nineteen: For through the law I died to the law, that I might live to God. It's a big verse. That's a big verse. For through the law I have died to the law, that I might live through God. Now that 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 that's kind of a slippery slope or complicated uh, verse. For through the law I've died to the law. What does that mean? Will you let me try to guess? Well, well I'm not going to guess. I'll, let me. Can I illustrate? Yeah, go and ahead. Then yeah. You tell me. If Jimmy committed, uh, broke the law, right, and he's going to the gas chamber, the law says Jimmy dies, right? Yeah. So Jimmy goes to the gas chamber, and he dies, right? He has paid what the law required. Now, let's say he's there, he's laying on the gas chamber, he's dead on a doornail. All of a sudden, Jimmy comes back to life. The guard walks in. Of course, he faints because Jimmy's back alive. The law has no more power over you. You paid what the law required. Right. So, since this next verse, which is your favorite verse in the Bible, yeah. uh, since Jimmy's already died and been crucified with Christ... The law has no power over yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, Paul realized that uh, through the law he was a sinner, mm. and that's what I said before. It takes the law for you to to understand and and, and give you that reflection in the mirror that you are who you are uh, to God. So for through the law he realized he was a sinner and that he was unable to justify himself just by observing the law. Uh, so he learned through the law that he must abandon the law as the as the only way to obtain justification before God because he, you know, I, I can observe the law, but I'll never be able to observe it perfectly. And perfection is what God requires if you're going to observe the law. If you are, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, if you're going to obtain justification to God through the law, then you must obey it perfectly. Mm-hmm. You can't obey it perfectly, so therefore you cannot be justified through it. Because you can't break, mm-hmm. you break one, you've broken them all. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Paul's realizing here. So he's saying, you know, he learned that, that the law, he's got to abandon the law as the way to obtain justification through God. So one function of the law is to point away from itself as the way to justification. It was never given uh, for justification. That's what it says in, in, in later on in the next, actually, in the next chapter, um, that the law was never given for justification. Verse 20, Jimmy's favorite verse in the Bible. I have been crucified with Christ, Eddie, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God mm-hmm. who loved me and delivered himself himself up for me. Yes, amen. I, Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm, here's, what, here's, here's what I try to do every day, Jimmy, by God's grace. Phil's got an agenda, okay? In the flesh, Phil's got an agenda. Most of the time, it's not God's agenda. It's right. just not. So when I'm, when I'm, every day, when I come to work and do whatever I do, from in the morning to when I go to bed, and I come across people, right? God puts people in my path every day. Let me go ahead and be real honest with you. 
sometimes I'm not the most talkative person in the world, and maybe I just really don't want to talk to them at this point. But it ain't about Phil because Phil's been crucified with Christ. Phil no longer lives. It's Christ in me. So now I ask myself, what would Christ do today? Mm-hmm. And so I try, I mean, it's my goal every day to live my life and do exactly what Christ wants to do. And many times, <laughs> many times he's wanting to, he definitely shows grace but many times he says, look, share the gospel. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, because Phil, Phil, Phil's dead. Phil's gone. Phil's been crucified. He's dead. He is dead. And that's what this verse is saying. Paul basically, listen, this is Paul's personal testimony. Right smack dab in the middle. He's given this personal testimony. But guess what? It's the, first, it's the testimony that all Christian born-again believers share with the Apostle Paul. It's the fact that we have been crucified with Christ. When Christ was crucified, I was crucified. 2,000 years ago. That's right. We have been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer Phil that lives. It's no longer Jimmy that lives. But it is Jesus who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh every single day that I walk around, I wake up, and I live in this world. The day that I, I live it by faith in the Son of God, I live it by faith in Christ who loved me and he gave himself for me. He delivered himself up for me. And so now it is not, look, look, I'll, I'll give you this one simple thing that I've said a million times. God does not save us to get us from earth to heaven. He saves us to get Jesus out of heaven and into earth mm-hmm. through us. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. And since Jimmy has been crucified and he has died with Christ, yeah, you've been crucified. The law has no more power or dominion over your life. Jimmy, you ready? I'm ready. You're free. I am free. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, more than any time in your life, you can say, I am free. And here's the deal. You know, a lot of people say, well, say by grace. What do we keep on? What is the verse? Do we keep sinning that grace may increase? Romans yeah. Romans 6. You know, what should we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace might increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin live on? Absolutely. So now that you're free, it's not, you're not free to sin. You're free to do what's right. That's right. But in life. You will sin, mm-hmm. and there's no more condemnation for Phil or Jimmy. There's none. You stand before the Father, righteous and clean and perfect. The law has no more dominion over you. You're free, and you can stand before him because your life has been justified, has been made innocent, has been made righteous. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I just can't get over that. I tell you right now, Paul could have ended this entire letter at this verse. Uh, let's read. Jimmy, read the last verse. Uh, do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. So, Peter, you nullify the grace of God by denying the need for Christ's death, just as you did when you rebuked the Lord for declaring it was necessary for him to suffer to be killed and raised on the third day. That's Matthew 16, uh, 21 through 22. 
The two pillars of the gospel are the grace of God and the death of Jesus Christ. And those are the two pillars by its very nature legalism utterly destroys. And anybody, anybody who insists that he can earn salvation on his own merits undermines the very foundation of Christianity and totally nullifies the precious death of Jesus Christ on his behalf. So I'll end the program with the one question that I started it with. How can a man be right before God? I got bad news for you. You can't. In and above your own self, there is no way you can be right before God. Like Jimmy said earlier, you could if you obeyed the law perfectly, but the Bible's very clear, you can't do it. So you stand before God guilty and condemned. So we need, we need to be justified before Him so we can stand before Him holy, righteous, and free, and perfect. And the only way to do that is by faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Folks, Romans 3.23 states, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's all of us. Every one of us have sinned. And every one of us stand guilty. Guilty before God. We've all fallen short. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, There is none righteous. None, not one. Romans 5.12 states, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But, here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When Phil was living in sin, Christ died for Phil. In Romans 10 9 and 10, it says that if you confess, with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible also says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 17. So then, faith, here's the deal. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You have heard the word of God today. Jesus came to this earth perfect, the perfect lamb of God. He went to the cross 
he shed his blood as payment for sin. He paid the sin debt. The Bible says he paid for it in full. There's nothing else to be paid. It's finished. He was buried. He was in the tomb for three days and he rose from the grave just like the Bible said he would. He appeared to over 500 people over the next 40 days. And today, he's at the right hand of the Father. And I believe any day coming to get his bride. Who is his bride? Those individuals who heard the gospel. Those, who, those individuals who believe, not just intellectually, but believed with their life. That's the bride. Those individuals that repented of their sins and believed on him. Those people who turned from their life as they know it, this lifestyle of sin, and turned to him. Those people are the bride of Christ. And my question to you, are you the bride? Well, I just thank you uh, for this time that we've had. I thank you for the Word of God and uh, your Word states that it won't return void. And I'm just praying for our listening audience. If there's anybody out there, and and we know that there is, that, uh, that have not come to you by faith, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit begin to draw them to yourself now. I just pray that they'll call out on your name, Lord. Thank you for your word, and thank you for this opportunity that Jimmy and I, Jimmy and I have to, to share your word, Lord. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Folks, we're glad you tuned in today. I uh, hope you come back every Sunday morning. We come on about 9.05, but turn it on at 9. And uh, we're on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. You also can listen to the program and every program that we've done if you go to lifesongradio.com and uh, be sure and share it with a friend and if you have any comments send us an email we'd love to talk to you we'd love to talk to you again we thank you for tuning in we'll see you next week for another edition of Life Song Radio very odd that while I attempt to help myself my Bible sits upon the shelf with every promise I could ever need and the word was and the word is and the word will be and the word was and the word is and the word will be people are getting fit for truth like they're buying a new tailored suit does it fit across the shoulders will it fade when it gets older we throw ideas that aren't in style in the salvation army pile and search for something more to meet our needs
first, what a verse. We are pressed but not crushed, perplexed but don't despair. We are persecuted but not abandoned. We are no longer slaves, we are daughters and sons. And when we are weak, we are very strong. 